it's not the first well, that time. That sucks. And I know that. Uh, remember, remember what happened in Vegas where you thought you lost your wallet, and we spent like forty-five minutes freaking out, and then you found it in your backpack. Yeah. Wait, is it in your backpack? Yeah. Did you check your backpack? Yes, I checked my backpack. I checked but everywhere. Did you really check it? I, I really. Well, where, where do you Where do you think you left it? According to my tile, it is somewhere on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least that's kind of good that you have... Wait, like, you don't... Some... If it's telling you it's on the road, are you able to see, like, where, kind of, in general area? Yeah, I am. The problem is, it's in this really remote area that's kind of off the road, so I think someone took it. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, you're saying it's off the road because you think it might be in a shanty town somewhere? Yeah, it's in a shanty town. That's what happened. Oh... So, words of the wise, viewers, you, listeners, never go to Shantytown. No matter how yeah, we, attractive we, it was. Well, I mean, that, that usually sucks if you lose your wallet. I, I'm sorry that that happened to you. No, 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 the worst part is, hear me out, the worst part is, okay, I had my ID in there, I had all my credit cards, I had, a few, I had my debit card in there, I had, like, all these other things in there, right, and, like, business cards and all that, and the worst part of it all was that I had... All these fucking stamp cards to Ramen Nikosha, and if you got five oh, cards no. filled out, you get a special prize, and I'll never know what the fucking special prize is. The, uh, the, the homeless guy is going to know what the special uh, prize is. Go, you see a homeless guy walking by with like a giant ramen hat on or something. I have... No, 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 no. It's going to be a ramen uh, pants uh, suit. Uh, pants suit. suit. A ramen pants suit. And then a... Uh, <laughs> And a hat, a t-shirt, and shoes. A t-shirt that says, "I won I lifetime serve. supply of ramen at." Oh, that's Gosha. the special thing. Fuck. It's not fair. I had Dude, three actually, free ramens to claim. Three. And I, that is, and a pantsuit. And a That pants is really suit. the worst aspect of this whole scenario. Is, really oh is. wow! Like, who cares? Driver's license, whatever. Go get another one. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> look at the look at the upside. Uh, at least you get to go to Ecosia a bunch more times to make up for it. Yeah, okay. yeah but how is he going to pay for it anytime soon? Uh, yeah. I'm I a regular. So. They, they, know, our... they, they know I'm good. They know I'm good. <laughs> I'm good for it. Come on, baby. <laughs> I'm good for it. <laughs> Come on, baby. Hey, I'm the guy with the five cards. He goes, no, the guy with the five cards is over there. And he points <laughs> in the corner. And they're like, they enshrined like his table. <laughs> and it has, a, it has his name. Oh, right this way, says, homeless Joe. Uh huh. And uh, and he he gets to skip the line whenever he wants to. He just shows up, and they're like, the ramen's already ready for him. They're like, oh, the, another yeah. usual. He's got the chef's table. Fuck. Yeah, well, sorry, man. I guess I'm our 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 last hope. I gotta build up my cards now. No. How many you got, Stu? I'm only up two, but I would I would I'd wager that Ben will probably get back. To five before I do. <laughs> Considering I live uh, down the street from one. In, yeah, you live like close proximity. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, starting a new set? Oh, this is number six. And then he'll have to sadly go, no, it's one. It's not fair, man. Actually, I think the other guy's set up for a pretty good uh, situation because he, he has your driver's license. All he has to do is edit your driver's license photo. To look like him, and he goes, "Oh, yes, you are Ben Somali." 
Doesn't he have all your other stuff attached to that too? What what else is in there? Oh, um, social security, passport. <laughs> uh, Wait, you had your passport certificate. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, what are you sure this is a wallet? My mother's a... maiden name. Yeah, uh, it sure wasn't a purse. Dude, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna open up a loan and to open his honey kosher at this point. And then he, yeah, he'll apply for a loan and be like, franchise. "Wait a minute, this guy's credit sucks." And then. Uh, his ramen credit is through the roof <laughs> oh no Ben's ramen credit is perfect perfect score <laughs> if it was at 800 they give him 9 but his, uh, his Equifax or whatever <laughs> that's in the toilet not so great because <laughs> he spent it all boosting his ramen <laughs> score So well it's not going to be perfect anymore I'm still paying off my last ramen uh, it was 3 years <laughs> away uh, oh man well, if uh, if the politician, if a Democrat wins, I heard uh, Elizabeth Warren said she'll forgive all student loans, and I'm all, sure that probably ramen includes debt. ramen debt. <laughs> <laughs> ramen debt forgiveness, 2020. Universal basic ramen. <laughs> Stu, I think we have a winning platform here. I mean, free ramen for. I mean, yeah, I would. A free bowl of ramen for every Amer- every red blooded American. For every day of the year? Yeah, I'm voting. A different type of ramen for each day of the year. Perpetuity? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Just going to make all the ramen shops go. We, Although, I feel like I'd get like two or three ramens in, and then the rest of the ramens for the year would be like, I don't really like this. What is this, vegetable ramen? <laughs> I don't want this. Just trying to fulfill your... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> be like... Can I just get the noodles today? I Mush- know soup. Mushroom and kimchi on ramen? That doesn't sound good. No, thank you. Oh, man. <laughs> what are you guys creating? What kind of fusion are you guys creating? It's like, I don't know. There's You wanted 365 days of ramen. Uh, there's only like six types of ramen. <laughs> First six months, tonkatsu only. Broccoli and cheddar ramen. Mm. This is Actually, just broccoli that sounds soup. pretty good. <laughs> Hey, they actually have that uh, the cheddar maruchan like instant noodle one, the cup of noodle. Really? That one has cheddar in really? it. Really? That one's actually pretty good. Yeah. Okay. What about Alfredo ramen? At oh, some point, this is all that that won't work because ninety five percent of Asians cannot like they can't process cheese or milk. That that'd be the ones that nobody could eat. Okay. What about diet cola ramen? cola yes. i mean isn't does it come in a liter a liter of cola yes <laughs> i mean isn't alfredo ramen just yeah it's pretty alfredo. much <laughs> <laughs> wait this is olive garden on it. no <laughs> oh no he's on to us <laughs> all right well uh well that sucks for you ben but you know what's great what is we have another episode of dose and a half cinco's <gasps> with your host david and Stuart and Ben. No, Ben, we have to give you a new identity oh, since yours has been stolen. Yours just got stolen. Fuck. Ecosia uh, uh, right. Somali. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. Uh, we'll, we'll call you Kosh for short. Kosh. What's up, Kosh? Kosh. Put me in Kosh. Put me in Kosh. <laughs> well, this is episode number 21. 22. 22. 22. Yeah. Guys. We did it. Wow. We are. We're three episodes away from six months. Uh, we are two episodes away from six months. Jesus. Are you serious? Yeah. 
And yet, yep. we only have about half the episodes posted. Yep. Actually, exactly it, half. It's actually going to be really funny when we actually post this one. They'll be like, wow, you guys recorded way <laughs> this too was, it's, long This was 2021 ago. now. This guy's recorded this in January? Uh-huh. Uh, well. No, we're, we're, we're going to get we're gonna get caught up, I promise. So, You've been um, saying that for like six episodes. <laughs> well, they won't find out about that until, yeah, until later. <laughs> later. By the time yeah, this is posted, I'm going to lose my second wallet. <laughs> <laughs> and your second five... Uh, Second set of uh, Ecosia cards. Yeah, another four cards. Because I was so close to the Stu. fucking fifth one again. Fuck. Stu, we need we need to find out what his bike path is. And when he gets the fourth <laughs> card, we're going to rob him. <laughs> Stick him up. He's like, David Stewart, I know it's you. No, you don't. No, it's not. Not if I talk like this. Not if I talk like this. Oh. <laughs> Well, then he'll know for sure. Cause yeah, because you always default to Mickey. Or, and then you'll go to the Chinese it. accent. <laughs> oh, how do you That's all he's got. <laughs> he's so predictable. Chi- Chinese Mickey is all I got. Wait, there's Give Mickey. Give me your warrant, huh? <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, that's all I got. That you. <laughs> No, it's just my Chinese accent, and then I just add ha oh, at the end. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, all right. Well, we know how Ben's week went. Uh, Stu, besides our movie of the week, uh, 1917, which both of you saw two weeks ago in uh, in 2019. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sans uh, David. Yeah, what else have you guys seen? Oh, sorry. I was so focused on what happened to Ben. <laughs> I did not even think... Oh, well, I did, as we kind of discussed last week, I did watch season one, episode one of Street Sharks. Street Sharks! How was it? All right, well, I guess we'll just segue directly into that. I mean, that was a perfect setup. All right. Let's just get into it. The Street Sharks! Dude, Street Sharks, episode one, season one. Holy crap, I don't remember any of that. Nor do I, but like, and man, I'm glad I don't because <laughs> yeah, holy shit, man! It was like a fresh, it was like a fresh new experience. It was all over the place. What? How does how? Okay, here's the thing. How is this not a direct ripoff of the Ninja Turtles? Uh, I'll tell you how it the completely is. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, they didn't even bother to change the colors. Right, the guy that's clearly supposed to be Leonardo also wears blue. That's the blue shark, right? And the guy who's supposed to be like Michelangelo was wearing red. It was wearing orange, right? Raphael, the guy was was wearing red, and then the girl, the first girl that's in the episode, looks just like April, also wearing yellow. I'm just like, yep. <laughs> he was probably the, the the creator of Ninja Turtles in the first like season, and he got kicked off because he was too rogue, and he goes, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to make my own show about uh, uh, sharks <laughs> who also fight bad guys in the street. Street sharks. <laughs> street sharks. <laughs> Done. And I think that moment happens in that episode. It does. They're like, yeah, I like ha- that. street sharks. Yeah, yeah we're, we're a new that. attraction. The <laughs> street sharks. Yeah, I, 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 like, I that. like that. Yeah. I was like. You don't have to sell me on it. They're sharks that can swim through asphalt. 
<laughs> you sold me already. Don't yeah. try to oversell yeah, me about you it. Just quit while I'm, you're ahead. Wait. Yeah, I'm already writing. I'm already writing you with a check for the down payment. <laughs> like you're already gonna buy. You already sold me on the car, right? I'm already. I've already bought myself a street shark at this point. Have Have you ever seen a superhero origin story where they just took to their new newfound power? No, they just as like quickly they as just these fell guys into it. did. They just fell into it. No. That's true, and they also like knew exactly what their abilities were. I, that's what you're talking about, right? So, yeah, like, they're just like, they well, we're sharks now. Yeah. <laughs> like, as soon as they transform, it was just like, oh, this sucks, and they're like, oh, it's not so bad. They literally said that. They're like, yeah, it could be, it could be and worse. Then they proceed to devour to a hot, hot dog hot dog, dog stand. <laughs> <laughs> not just the hot dogs, the fucking stand itself. That it seemed like I they think, were more focused. Uh, no, you, you know what the best part about <laughs> that whole part was? As soon as they like tur- started turning the sharks and everything. One of them gets a fucking mirror out of nowhere. <laughs> and they're all passing around. It's just like, where the fuck did that mirror come from? And they're like, whoa, we're sharks there's, there's so many instances in this in, in this episode, and I'm sure the series, <laughs> where stuff like that just happens. And there's like, it's just completely blatant, like, out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah this happened. To get so me. what? Yeah. <laughs> Deal with Wait. it. By the way, this is the premise now. They can... They can they can. I. How do you swim? Oh, wow. I just. I have no, I have also, no words. How did, they, how did they go from swimming in the the lake or the river to swimming through concrete on the freeway? Yeah, I. I don't get that. They're I just like, know. yeah, I guess we can swim through concrete. Well, well, oh yeah. Also, after they got kidnapped and like drugged and everything, their first instinct was like, man, let's go get something to eat. Like. Well, I mean. Well, that, they're all bros, right? Yeah, I mean, I could, I bought that. They bought that. I, I was fine with that. That wasn't the plot <laughs> like hole if I, that I, I was looking for. I was picturing if it were me, you, and and David, yeah. getting street sharked, <laughs> and and we woke up and we're like, damn, what the fuck? I don't know. I'm kind of hungry though. Let's go. I mean, I mean, I mean let's uh, go okay. Eat yeah, all the you know, Now that spots. you say that, if if I did see one of those LA hot dog cars, I, I probably would be like, right. fuck, man. I, You're like hot dog, hot dog. You're like, oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, I just got injected like with something. All of them. I, I just want to get that bacon wrap hot dog right now. I think yeah. someone just tried to murder me, but. I guess uh, since you're here, I'll take two. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll, I'm not just going to take two. I'm going to take the entire cart. And then that's going to eat the whole, thing. the whole thing. That's true. Wait, David, do you, you're, um, you're the one who has the most background information on this show, right? Because it, it seemed like you had I, a bondage after, for it. I was. I roughly remember bits and pieces of watching this when I was a kid on Saturdays. But in terms of what I recall nothing comes to mind i just remember what they looked like and that there was different types of sharks there was there's like the tiger shark and then there was the hammerhead shark but he then i don't favorite. and yeah he's, he's probably the best one uh oh no i really and then there's like the great white and then i don't remember any of the other ones but i definitely don't remember the bad guys i think i might have confused them with actual ninja turtles dude because what? Okay, here's the thing. Wait, before you say anything, okay. how is a how did the swordfish have a drill? Where did that come from? <laughs> the lobster, I get right. I mean, he's just a giant lobster human version, right? The swordfish, he should have just had a sword. I mean, maybe it's like kind of razored or whatever. That's fine. But where did the freaking drill come from? What did he do? Oh, I'm gonna combine him with a black and decker, yeah. and he's gonna. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't just some kind of curved horn. It was a fucking rotating drill. 
And then here's the thing is like they they I don't know if this is part of like their story is them learning how to be superheroes, but they cause so oh, much that, dis- so much destruction. That, that part so took much. like half a second for them to learn how to be superheroes. Yeah, seriously. No, they weren't superheroes. They were super sharks that caused destruction. I mean, but they their Dude, first they, thing they pushed like, over the the entire roller coaster over to try to trap three dudes. Yeah, that's true. When they could have just went over and beat them up. Yeah. Exactly. Did you guys notice when they were holding up? Yeah, the he's, coaster, he he that skates one of by, them right? Skated away, and then, he <laughs> and then he's back. back. <laughs> it's like this whole show was animated separately from what like the story was supposed to be. They were probably. I have a feeling, based on the way this the pacing of the first episode, they probably were not expecting this pilot to go anywhere. <laughs> They're just like, all right, just all right. Everybody as a group, they probably just like threw them in a corner and was like. All right, these guys are not on the main project, whatever. Just come up with whatever, and they came up with whatever all separately. They're like, "How do we stitch these things together?" Right? I'm sure they probably all had separate story arcs that they came up with. They're like, "Well, we like this part out of this one." It, this is the soup plantation or hometown buffet of like animated TV shows. So it must be amazing. <laughs> Why do you think we're review? We're gonna <laughs> yeah. do the entire series. <laughs> Right, it's just like this. We you get so many different like flavors, right? It doesn't seem like there's like this cohesive vision when it comes to this. It's just kind of like that sounds like a cool idea. Yeah, let them swim yeah. through asphalt. Hey, you know, it'd be really cool if one of the bad guys has a drill for a nose. Hey, you and know then, what else would be cool is if they're escaping the authorities and they just blend into a billboard. Oh yeah, like, they they bite a hole through a billboard and they and they just like sit there blend they're into per, it. They're pursued very closely. How much time did it take for? them to get in that position i don't i don't know they the police were right behind them how did they not see that but i gotta tell you that was in in that segment there was like this line stuck out in my head for some reason it's like it's burned into my memory now they were trying to be they're trying to hide and the driver the sidekick guy is like quit quit moving around (laughs) and then his response was i can't stop moving around i'm I'm a a shark shark Shark. (laughs) <laughs> this show is not only entertaining but educational because sharks can never stop but, moving. Well, like uh, as soon as they turned the sharks, they just went full in on the That's shark. That's actually puns. a thing. Yeah, like, uh, I mean it's a it's a thing. Sharks have to continue to move. That way, the water can go over their gills so they can absorb they can absorb oxygen. They can't even stop for one second. No. No, because he's a shark. Duh. <laughs> Stupid. But he's not a shark. He's a street shark. I think if we learn, I think we, there's a difference. I don't think sharks. He, he needs can to constantly hot dog he, carts either. So. He, he needs to constantly have. He needs to add, constantly have concrete and asphalt go across his gills so he can <laughs> so he can absorb all of the carbon that is in there. That's how they breathe. I, here's the thing: is all I know is after that that origin story, I want to know what happened to their dad. Oh, he, I'm sure he probably there's probably like a whole arc about it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how many se- seasons it is, but I am kind of. I think it's only one. I don't know if it ever made the season two. Probably not. Um, yeah, but in terms of our entertainment value, this is a fantastic thing for us oh, to, to, to do as a group. Yeah, yeah I, and I think we're doing Mighty Ducks after this, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, that's our rev- that's our little bit of our synopsis of uh, episode one. Season one of Street Sharks. Um, shark bait was the title. Yeah, yeah shark, shark. That it will be the title of this episode, I'm sure. 
Uh, I think it should be Jawsome. Yeah, Jawsome. Jawsome. Like they immediately shark said that as soon as they turned into sharks. They just they're like, yeah, Jawsome. Keep your hands and fins inside the ride at all times. <laughs> yeah. Just like they just leaned into it. <laughs> they just they I mean, they were no no shame whatsoever, and that's fuck. the way this 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 should have been. Like fuck, my whole day gets ruined like by like my shoe getting untied. Like these guys became sharks. <laughs> yeah. And and fucking just like accepted it and ran with it. You know, I think there's a lesson that needs to be learned here is that there are some things that are out of your control. That's and being true. injected injected with uh, <laughs> mutated G- uh, DNA yeah. from a shark that makes you mutate into a street shark, sometimes whatever you turn into, you just kind of just got to accept and when just life, move forward. When life when gives life you turn- mutant uh, shark <laughs> DNA, uh, you make street sharks. That's, uh, <laughs> that's what the takeaway is here. <laughs> Sue, that was perfect. We're going to move on from there. <laughs> the street sharks. All right, we're going to jump straight into our box office rundown for this week. Um, unless you guys have something else that you guys want to talk about before we uh, get into that. Oh. I just want to know how you hire, as a, as a state-run university, how you hire someone as the head of your faculty named Dr. Paradigm <laughs> who runs around dressed as a bad guy. He even has a metal that eye is patch. True. I, it, I patch. His name is Doctor Paradigm. How is that not the most evil villainous name? And he has like a, a helicopter well, it, that it shoots lasers. Than, I'm sure he. No, not just one laser. It shoots in, in a triangle formation. That was the weirdest thing I ever I think seen. It, I think it was more like a, a like a burst laser because they clearly weren't aiming it. It just, it just <laughs> shot in all they directions. Weren't, they weren't aiming at anything. <laughs> Period. I think there was just no aiming at all. Alright, all right. sorry, I didn't mean to I didn't mean to step back into the No 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 the no, no, no please. Zone. Uh you mean <laughs> step back into the waters? I mean the, those, asphalt? the asphalt. The wow. asphalt, yeah. Um but yeah, alright, so we're gonna jump straight into our box office rundown for this week. Um at number one is no surprise, it is nineteen seventeen. Number two, down from number one is Star Wars the Rise of Skywalker, Jumanji places third. A newcomer to the top five is number four, Like a Boss, with uh, $10 million. Uh, Just Mercy comes in at number five. I don't know anything about that movie. Uh, Little Women uh, slides from number three to number six. New to the top ten is Underwater. That comes in at number seven. Frozen falls from four to eight. Knives Out from nine to, from seven to nine. Spies in Disguise, that is the Will Smith uh Pigeon movie uh, is now number 10. Uh, falling out of the top 10, as we normally talk about, is The Grudge, which was at number 5 last week, now at 11. Uh, Uncut Gems from 8, now down to 12. Bombshell, that was at 9, is now at 13. Uh, guys, thoughts, comments, questions, concerns? Oh, and Cats. Cats fell out of the top 10. Ooh. was number 10, now number 17. Ooh. That, that one fell off hard. Ooh. It's because we didn't go see it. We could have saved it. Uh, well. <laughs> Dos Cinco Army. Well done. <laughs> uh, well, not to pull a Ben, but there there wasn't that much that came out this last week, right? I mean, well, actually, I guess, yeah. Like, like a Boss and Underwater both placed into the top ten at number four and number seven, respectively. Yeah, but I, I don't imagine those are going to stick around for very long. 
Well, I mean, the Like a Boss was that's the uh, Salma Hayek. Yeah. Um, okay. Movie, and then Underwater is the one with the. Uh, What's her name? Kristen Stewart. Yeah, and uh, the guy who did the bomb threat. Yeah, T.J. Miller. Miller. Oh, okay. Um, oh, in a serious role, or well, is he just the? Comedy he's comic relief in a. I think it's like a horror movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm actually not too surprised. I'm actually a little bit surprised about Jumanji still holding on so well. I mean, it just I've, like I said last week, I've stopped being surprised about uh, The Rock, The, the Rock, uh, and his movie performances. Not not his performance in movies, but his the performance of his movies. Yeah, so, like, for example, I think we were looking at what Fast and, uh, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, mm-hmm. and that stayed in the top, you know, top five for for quite some time. Yep, so I've, I've stopped being surprised by him and just accepted mm-hmm. that, um, I guess, his movies are just, that have that kind of appeal. So, I know that uh, 1917 technically debuted last, in you know, 2019, so that's why it was eligible for a Golden Globe and also for an Oscar, um, but this is the first week that it was in wide release. Um, are you guys surprised at all by the $37 million? Do you guys feel like it should have been higher because of the fact that it received a Golden Globe? It won a Golden Globe for you know Best Drama and also Best Director. And does this only include uh, its wide release, or did this include, these numbers include the... Uh select release also it also includes a select release because this uh, okay. includes the uh three weeks that it it, it debuted from la- uh from last year oh um and it's it's slow climb from like 17 last week to now number one but because it was technically a wide release now i'm counting it as a brand new uh, mm-hmm. film for for just for this sake mm. I mean, I think it lands pretty much where I expected it to, you know, I mean, even with all the buzz around it being, you know, a really good movie and all, it's, it's still kind of a, um, somewhat of a hard sell because it is a war movie, you know, and uh, it's, it's not like, it's rated R, it's, I was getting to that, it's rated R, <laughs> and so you think that Spies in Disguise should have... Still the number one. I guess there's only yeah, one way both. to find out, David. I guess it's going to be our movie of the week, right? Next week. <laughs> Spies in Disguise. Is it? Yeah. We all know this is what's been leading up to, David. I thought it was Cats. Oh. Well, in that case, stay tuned for our next episode, Cats. <laughs> <laughs> On the next episode of Dos and a Half Cinco's. Will cats be the next? No, I'm yes. just kidding. Will um, Ben find his ramen card? <laughs> no, the answer is no. no they're gone. <laughs> they've been. They've already been redeemed. Fuck. Will homeless Joe get the bank loan out in Ben's name? <laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yes. Um, I didn't realize that Uncut Gems had actually been out for five weeks already. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. Time flies. We just uh, reviewed it last week. Yeah, and uh, it's sad to say that Adam Sandler did not get a nomination for the Oscars. So, man, I really yeah, I feel like he should have at least you know gotten a nod. Has he ever been uh, nominated for Best Actor? I don't think so. No. 
I think this would have been his shot. He did a fantastic job. Uh, but let's not talk about stuff that we already talked about before. Um, other, any other surprises or comments or questions? What are we looking forward to for next week? Uh, well, if we're talking about what we're going to be watching for next week, I would hope it would be Bad Boys for Life. I think that goes without question at all. I've never I seen Bad so. Boys. You... Ben, you better fucking watch those first two before you go see this movie. I've seen. Yeah, Hot Ben, Fuzz. where 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 are you where are you going to watch the first two? On Netflix, they're on Netflix. Well, there's your homework for the week. Um, for anybody who's not listening to the podcast because we haven't posted this one, we you <laughs> ben do your just... homework. Listen to the like, watch this when you hear this one, and then that way you can see Bad Boys for Life when it comes out on Netflix. Ben, Ben's just gonna be like, I watched Hot Fuzz twice. Yeah, that that would have sufficed because it has bad boys in it. All right, shit just got real. I know that part. Wow, that's all I need to know. <laughs> all right, well, that pretty much will do it for our box office rundown for this week. Um, oh, I will say that uh, when we were wa- when I was watching 1917, the previews for A Quiet Place Two. Wow! Oh, I I don't think I saw. I don't think I caught that. Yeah, oh, this one's so good. It reminds me kind of a little bit of like Last of Us. The Wait, games. why didn't I see it? I was there for the previews. I think. I think I don't think that they had just released it yet. So I'm yeah. seeing this on the 10th. You guys oh, saw it we two saw it on ago. the right, right, correct. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if the previews were exactly the same, but if you guys have a chance to, I would definitely recommend it. It is tasty. Ooh, real quick, that reminded me of mm. when I was perusing through uh, YouTube. I, I just happened to come across this. I didn't realize they were doing this, and I'm super excited. Uh, coming to America 2. Huh? Oh, yeah. No. What? Yeah. Really? You stop it right now. Yeah. It, Isn't Murphy, it like 30 years later? Yeah, they, they've already f- pretty much filmed it, I think. What? I actually, I, I saw it on, uh, Will Smith was on Jimmy Fallon, and he was talking about how he ran into Eddie Murphy and Wesley Snipes, who had just finished filming uh coming to america too what and i was looking at the cast and it's like oh my god like it's the whole it's like all the original cast is back oh, which is amazing we're gonna see james earl jones again yeah james earl jo- i'm yeah john amos Jeez. arsenio hall samuel L. jackson he's probably not gonna be in there <laughs> he could yeah, try to rob the, mcdowell's the, again i'm gonna make the- <laughs> Yes, I'm excited. Oh, that's going to be awesome. All right, let's not jump too far right. down this hole. <laughs> All right, um, Ben. Yes. 1917. Go. In the highly anticipated prequel to World War II, two British soldiers, <laughs> Lance Corporal Schofield and Lance Corporal Blake, receive seemingly impossible orders. In a race against time, they must cross into, over into enemy territory to deliver a message that could potentially save 1,600 of their fellow comrades, including Blake's own brother. That's it. Oh, <laughs> thank, thanks, Ben. I, I missed the period. I, I was really expecting for there to be something. Will they make it in time? Yeah. Oh, man. Or... I, I should have. Find out on find the next, out on the next episode. World uh, War uh, One, World, World War, War Z, Z. Two. Da-dun, da-dun, Z what? <laughs> 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 oh, 
Wait, World War right, Z well, is a thanks, zombie ben, thing. Thanks, Ben, for that. <laughs> they come back. All right, uh, Stu, thoughts? Thoughts are, holy Jesus tap dancing Christ, this movie was amazing. Okay. And I don't know, there was, I don't think there was one thing in this movie I didn't like, and just the way they did it, as everyone probably knows, all the continuous shots were amazing. I thought the acting was amazing. Um, and yeah, I think I'm going to do it, guys. <gasps> I think I'm going to do it. Holy fuck. Here it comes. He's going to give it a two. <laughs> I think you... I'm going to... It's it's good. It's happening. It, it's fucking. It's ten out of ten out of ten. Oh my god! He oh. did it. He fucking Holy did. shit! You this heard movie. it here first. Ten out of ten. This movie was. Oh my god! Amazing. Okay. All right, Ben. Damn. Well, David, if you fuck this up, man, if you fuck this up, <laughs> I'm giving you a ten out of ten. Holy fuck! Woo! Number one movie of the year for me, 2019. Jesus Christ, what a movie. What a fucking movie. And I'm really not one for, like, war movies or period pieces, but damn, man. Holy fuck. What a good-ass movie. I, uh, I, I, I want to talk more specifics in the spoiler zone, yeah, so I'm too. not yeah. going to say too much about it. So, David, how are you going to fuck yeah. this up? How are you going to piss us off this week? Hmm. Well, I didn't. I didn't give it a perfect score. Well, this has been Dustin and Has Cinco's. I'm Ben, and I am getting the fuck out of here. Adios. <laughs> no, it's it was a really good movie, and, and for a long since, you know, since Saving Private Ryan, there hasn't been a movie that's made was able to do war the same way. I felt this constant tension the entire time. I never felt easy once. Um, you know, I'm giving it a nine. Uh, I feel... I mean, it's not a ten. I mean, I'm still waiting for something. I don't know what I'm waiting for, but I just... I don't think that this was necessarily it. Um, I put this... This is in the same realm as, as Joker. Joker was a fantastic film. I really liked that one a lot. Um, you know, Sam Mendes did win a Oscar, uh, not Oscar, a, uh, Golden Globe for best director and it's well-deserved. The, the film was incredible, incredible. Um, but you know, you guys are both giving it tens. I didn't see it as a 10. I'm sorry. Um, <sighs> but in general, I mean, you might as well I have thought- given it a one from where I'm sitting. Yeah. Jesus, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, for, for me, I just, I don't know. I just, I can't give it a 10. Did they like, was it like a different showing in the, in the wide release? Did they put, was there like a, <laughs> was there like an animated cat involved? In any I, honestly like, speaking, I think because I didn't see it in Dolby Digital, I don't know if that was what it might've been that would have changed it. Um, the shots for the movie are incredible. Uh, I enjoyed the story. The pacing was great. Um, the characters are really fleshed out. Um, everything was really well done. I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just didn't feel it for this, right? I feel like for me, perfect 10 
like the the one that cl- came closest was probably for me for last year was Joker. Um, I feel like in terms of the direction that it was, you know, it's just I wasn't exp- I didn't go in there with a, with expectations or anything like that. I still really enjoyed the movie. I still think it was fantastic. He did an incredible, incredible job, um, especially being able to utilize all of the tools in his bucket. I'm sure Spielberg would have probably wished that he was, you know, he had the technology at the time when he shot Saving Private Ryan to be able to um, be able to come away with, you know, certain shots that we'll talk about later. Um, but I, I don't know. Just I couldn't give it a 10. Uh, um, I could see why you guys did. There was, I just, yeah, there's a whole a litany of reasons sure. that are that were just everything everything about this movie top to bottom uh i thought was just amazingly done yeah so oh no like i i don't think of nine's a bad score i do by by any stroke (laughs) (laughs) by any stretch i I don't know i guess maybe it's just it's one of those cases where the i'm just trying to guilt you into upping the the score (laughs) it's not gonna happen if anything, I would probably I would move it towards a nine and a half. I just feel like, um, for Still me, at the end of the day, I feel like I felt like I was misled a little bit about based hmm. on the trailers. I was expecting a lot more of Benedict Cumberbatch in the movie. I didn't know what to expect, hmm. so um, I kept everything open. But at the same time, you know, I I don't think there's anything wrong with the movie. I don't know if there was anything that could be improved. Um, I think this is the reason why I should never see uh, previews. <laughs> yeah, you should just you kinda, not. Yeah, but um, overall, nine doesn't take anything away from it. I mean, if it's definitely not going to stop me from recommending it. I think it's a really incredible movie. Um, definitely makes you feel. I I just for me, I just didn't feel something. Hmm. Right from. You know, I, I think we should just jump into the spoilers. Yeah. I, just, I want to talk about certain things. I don't want to spoil right, it for right, anybody. Right. If anything, based on this, I mean, average between the three of us is, what, 9.8 or something like that? No, it's a 10. I mean, I mean we're not counting yours. <laughs> we're not counting yours. So, perfect 10. Welcome to Dos Cinco. Un and a half Cinco. Un and a half Cinco. Yeah. But uh, as a recommendation, go watch it. That's pretty much it. You make your own decision, but if you give it anything less than an eight or a nine, you know, or yeah, anything less than nine point nine. Okay. All right. We're we're gonna just jump straight into the spoiler zone. All right. Um. All right. We're here. Okay. Spoiler zone. Okay. All right, Stu, go. Uh. So one. I think I, in a sense, I was misled in a good way, or maybe not misled because the last time. Uh, I heard of a movie where there was going to be like a prolonged like kind of scene what was going to be uh, in in high school when Doom came out. I thought like the whole movie was going to be in first person, oh. <laughs> like, a, but it was just that one like little like two minute, two and a half minute scene, which was cool in itself. This time I was a little worried like. Because I heard all the hype about, oh, they're doing all these continuous shots and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh, there'll probably be, like, a couple continuous shots. But holy fuck, no, the whole, like, almost everything was a continuous shot. Like, there's probably only about, if I think about it, there's probably only about four, maybe, like, five, five or six breaks 
where they like have a moment to like kind of you know, do a do the sequence like a reset um, yeah so like but the the amount of time between those was like amazingly like amazingly long and just the amount of effort and not not just from like the whole film crew but like the actors like having to nail these scenes like in these in these continuous spans like holy shit it was amazing i don't even know who these actors are and they're like amazing yeah, that, that's actually what I kind of liked about this movie, aside from the technical standpoint of all these long, continuous shots. Well, there was a lot of cool masking to kind of hide, like, what seemed like continuous shots into and string them along into, like, these really long, you know, takes, right? And that was really cool. But the actors themselves, right, if we're looking at them, they, they are pretty much nobodies to us, and that helps you kind of relate to them. You know, they're not a big actor. They're not Benedict Cumberbatch. You kind of put yourself in their shoes because most of the time we're following um, Lance Corporal Schofield. Is that his name? Schofield. Yeah, Schofield. Mm-hmm. So we're following yeah. him. Like, when I, I was misled with the advertising because I thought we we're going to be following blake i thought blake was blake the, yeah. yeah so yep. did i <laughs> but we, we ended up following him and what i liked about him becoming the main character or him being the main character was that he doesn't really have a backstory or too much he has just enough um charm and characteristics he didn't have any yeah it, he didn't have anything at stake for this one compared to like blake right blake had his brother that he was trying to fight for and then um and then Schofield just kind of like he's kind of thrust into this because he happens to be the closest person next to him yeah, yeah. right next to Blake to get volunteered for this thing thinking that all he was going to do is and then you know he gets blown up he gets shot at he has to like it's his job to finish the mission even though it was never supposed to be his mission in the first place yeah and what i like about that was that he he's kind of like a blank canvas but not too blank to where you don't really feel anything for him. It, it kind of helps you be put in his place. You know, it's just like, wow, this is a really shitty situation that you have to do this and all that. And then finally, at the end of the movie, you do kind of see his, you know, um, some of his reasoning for going through with it. You know, he wants to get back home, essentially. You know, he, he wants to get out of this war. He doesn't want to keep doing this bullshit over and over again. And that thought was kind of hammered in at the end when he finally delivers the orders to uh to benedict cumberbatch right uh colonel of mackenzie he he pretty much says like oh, who gives a fuck i'm just gonna do this again tomorrow get the fuck out of here you know it's very uh nihilistic like none of it really mattered you know he he lost his friend you know he he got sent to hell and back and at the end you know what does he get he gets absolutely jack shit Pretty much the colonel tells him to go fuck off. He literally did tell him to go fuck off. And then he, you know, delivers a message to his brother. And that's it. Right? I think he told him to go get some chow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, get, no, he told, he told him to go get patched up and go get something to eat and then go fuck fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, that was, fuck off. Yeah, Yeah. that, that was his hero's welcome, essentially, you know? And... Man, well, I mean, he got thanked at the door right as he was leaving. He was so oh, thank you for that. You saved a lot of lives, or something like. He says something, yeah. but it wasn't. By some, it wasn't Colonel it was McKenzie. By some though. like NCO or yeah. Oh no no no! It was like some rando because he like I think you're right. Like he's already reserved to this faith that 
you know, I'm sure it's probably like partially to the fact that like he's done this so many times. He's sent young men to their deaths to be able to fight over some land that, you know, that he doesn't give two craps about because guess what? They're British. They're fighting in France. Who cares? To them, who cares? Yeah. So it, it, it did carry that kind of tone throughout the movie, and I really, really enjoyed that, especially <laughs> like the uncertainty of meeting someone in the heat of battle, right? You know, when they met that German soldier who crashed in the plane, you know, they're trying to oh, help him. Oh, that motherfucker. Oh, man, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Dude, that, that whole scene was like, amazing just because like yeah i was i was kind of lulled into like this kind of like oh everything they're just gonna help him and oh he's an enemy soldier i didn't really think anything of it i even even when i saw like that they kind of like moved the camera over his like gigantic knife i didn't really think anything oh. was gonna happen i didn't notice that at all yeah and then all of a all of a sudden you like you see um Schofield, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just like the look on his face water. when he when he turns around and sees what's happening. Like you don't see what's happening, but he sees what's happening. Yeah, and it just it just hits you so fast. Like I would imagine in that if that's in that kind of actual scene, that's everything happens so fast. Like you bear you don't even know how to react. It it even takes him like a second to get his rifle up to to help him. I know because he's so shocked that somebody who's like you know they just saved from a burning wreckage yep. would turn around and like you know hurt his cap like hurt his like saviors yeah i i think um i think ben you hit the nail on the head like i think it was like schofield is a a uh he's thrust into this hero role even though he never wanted it right he was more than happy to just sleep against that tree Mm -hmm. right he didn't want to get dragged in the first place thinking that it was going to be something easy and yet lance corporal blake is running around this like kind of like not lucky, uh, you know, uh, happy go lucky, but almost kind of like looking for the pride, right? Like, like it's almost like kind of like when we were talking about Jojo Rabbit, right? Jojo starts out like thinking like he wants to go join the, uh, he wants to join the uh, the young Nazis and he wants to go out and fight because there's honor and glory and like it's just these two characters like are complete opposites when they get thrusted together and. You know, he saves his life and he owes him his life because he saved him from a wreckage of the the entire mine shaft is like coming down. And Schofield's kind of reluctant. Like he's a reluctant hero. He doesn't want to do this. He's just like, I was more than happy of not, not doing anything. Why would you volunteer me for this? But then, you know, Lance Corporal Blake is running around like thinking like, oh, why would you give that medal away? Like, where did that medal go? And he's like, it's just a piece of tin. Who cares? Who gives a crap? But he's like, oh, I would have brought it home, blah, blah, blah. And that's the reason why he has this like mentality of this thinking that like this is an opportunity to be able to get honor and glory and kind of like romanticizes the thought about war. And he wakes up really quickly as soon as that knife is plunged into his stomach. That hey, not everybody's on the same page. The Nazi guy's like, hey, I'm die, I'm dying here. I don't give two shits. I'm gonna take whoever's with you, and it's just kind of like this idea that I, I don't know. This is the reason why I couldn't give it a full ten is because I felt that this movie was trying to be anti-war, and it's so close. It even has moments where the guys are on that truck together, and they're and and they're remin- not reminiscing, but there's this perspective that kind of throws over it, and they they pass by it so quickly they don't even give you a chance to mull it over and then the moment's over right where the british guys are just like who the hell is this schofield guy who's this guy who's gonna join them on this caravan on this truck and they don't know who the hell this guy is why is all of a sudden we give a crap about him make his ass walk kind of thing 
and then they're talking about they're exchanging war stories and then they realize man if we had known that this shit is what they're fighting over like this land who gives a crap right like we would have just let them have it right is the is the mentality so it's just kind of like there's there's this you know Schofield represents this anti-war which is fantastic I like that a lot I just really wish that they had kind of like let that flesh out a little bit and then kind of lean in just a little bit more because there's that story about like you you she he runs into that um, that French woman who is taking care of a child that's not hers right it's kind of like the same story that happens to Schofield right he becomes he gets thrust into this in this role as a like he has to save somebody you know he's saving 1600 guys even though he has technically no ties to any of them right outside of this this oath and this promise and this like debt he has to pay to be able to at least bring whatever he has to his brother you know lieutenant blake to be able to at least tell him hey look you know the story is he died bravely he didn't die alone he was a you know he deserved a lot of honor and yet he was left by the side of a barn and that was it well i'm no, sure no they heroes i'm sure they yeah, collected yeah, yeah. But, him later but <laughs> they're 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 in that well i don't know you never know right i mean there were so many bodies strewn about like right like Schofield is is climbing over dead bodies in the river he's climbing dead bodies while he's walking around right at lance corporal blake doesn't even know that he's stepping on somebody else as they're trying to get over the trenches to be able to to go into no man's land Right, it's just like this kind of like this. You feel like they're they want to make this message about they want the this movie was built to be able to kind of talk about how how destructive war is and how we can kind of like almost romanticize it to a scent, but at the same time we don't we shouldn't because it's so destructive and and we're fighting each other for what for land that really it I felt like it wanted to be. So they wanted to do this anti-war propaganda so badly, but at the same time, I felt like it. it this, it was just it wasn't as cohesive as I was I was hoping for. That's why I couldn't give it the full ten. Is because it, it couldn't dedicate to one or the other. Hmm. The but in terms of everything else, you guys talked about. You guys hit it on the spot. Story was great. I really like the fact that there's an anti-hero kind of in this. Um, the shots that were done were incredible. I didn't even know that they were that was possible. I, I'm guessing that they used a drone for most of it, like especially when they're in the trenches or when they're crossing over no man's land. And there's that shot where they're walking down at that mud pit, and then all of a sudden there's that pan across as it's moving with them. That was that was something very. Yeah. You know, one of my coworkers said it's a pretty movie, and I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I agree with you. For yeah, sure. actually, there was a recent video that got put out. I think it's by Variety or something. Uh, it's a ten-minute video, but they go over all the different uh, shooting techniques they had to do to bring this oh. uh, movie to life, and it was really cool. They went over like how they spliced together a lot of the scenes, you know, how a lot of the scenes, even though they look very long, they actually like they pass by a pole or something, and that's where they splice it, you know. And they even talk about how they move the camera around. You know, sometimes they're running with the camera and then they have to hand it off to someone who's in a car and then they would start moving. It's really, really cool. I would definitely recommend checking wow. it out. Yes. Yeah, I saw okay. bits and bits of that in like the, uh, in the, in behind the, the scenes, the weeks coming up, uh, to the movie where they would show it before other movies. They'd show like little clips of how they did all that and how they're talking about how they have to, 
you know, they have to deal with the weather and oh, get the God, right yeah. same continuity. And which is like, it's just like, the, even just the effort, even if the movie wasn't like good, like the effort that went into it to, to just to, just to make it, like you don't see that kind of effort anymore. Every, anyone else would have been like, yeah, whatever, CGI this, CGI that, whatever. Yeah. Uh, like you had to put a lot of thought into that, even the blocking, not even the action scenes. What I was really impressed with was at the beginning when they're walking through the trenches like you have to think of where oh, yeah. you're moving and make sure everyone is moving in a way that doesn't get in the way of yours or that's visually appeasing right. you know and there's like a lot of background people you know going through that yeah. trenches and that was like insane to me it's like it like the best extras crew ever like, yeah seriously like the highest paid extras the most qualified like damn yeah i, I like i just imagine like me just trying to do that I, <laughs> even if i was trying my best i probably would have like ate shit like every take i've like tripped over something or dropped tri- <laughs> dropped something or yeah seriously just fumbled the lines everyone had to be like in sync it was crazy and let me oh w- one more thing the um one of my favorite shots of the movie had to be when they were going when um schofield woke up after getting shot in the head and he, it was nighttime, and it, there was flares going up around that abandoned city he was in, or that abandoned town, mm-hmm. and, yeah. with all the shadows going around. And in that uh, video I was talking about, they went over how they actually did that, and what they had to do was build a little miniature model of the town first, and then they had uh, this little prop light go over the town to see how the shadows would move, and then they had, Damn. yeah, they had to um, come up with this device that would shoot like uh, move this like flare like light over the town so it could recreate those shadows going over oh shit. i know it's oh my god that well i'm glad that they put a lot of work into it because it definitely showed i mean it i i don't know if we want to jump straight into it but that was my favorite moment of the movie yeah seriously was him running watching as these like i don't know if it's like flares or there's like like bombs that are going off or something like that that's causing all these flashes that you see him with this just like intensity of just trying to run and it seems like the darkness has no end and there's light and then now he's got to be able to at least get out of the way to be able to get you know without getting shot at or anything like that um i think for me that was my favorite moment in that movie i felt so tense i literally was sitting at the edge of my seat oh my god i could i i couldn't imagine watching that movie sitting in Dolby Digital, watch like hearing that and watching that at the same time, because I'm sure that would have probably enhanced the uh, the experience even further. But that was, you know, for me, that's my favorite uh, moment of that movie, was was just that running scene where mm-hmm. it starts, the beginning part is where it starts, right? Where he looks over and he doesn't, he can't really quite make out who that is. It's oh not, my a, God. he can't tell if it's a Nazi yeah, or not. Yeah, that was so and good. And then all of a sudden he, real, <laughs> and then the Nazi realizes that that's, yeah, not both, one of his, right? They're both and then, realizing it. Yeah. Correct. And then he takes off. The other guy is desperately trying to gun him down. He, like, runs and, like, turns a corner, barely stumbles, is constantly running and full sprint. And he's just, like, you could tell he's gasping for breath. He is willing himself. He's pumping his arms frantically, just trying to get himself one more step further away from this guy. And then constantly runs into more resistance. And then runs into the other guy who... You know, ducks into this corner, slides in underneath this other thing. It's just, wow, what, what a sequence! Like if there was an Oscar or a award for best sequence, that 
there, that there whole should, movie would have it. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I mean, it's one every, whole sequence. Every sequence would have it. Yeah. It'd really just so, be competing with itself. Yeah. Like, yeah, it'd be like, which which, which sequence would win? I, you know, but but in terms of visual aspects, that one was the most technical, and I think it showed, and it also was the most impressive to me. I, I think that I think one, one... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think that that definitely was, like, the most, to me, like, the, the most uh, visually kind of like striking um mm-hmm. scenes but um one of the one of the like in the earlier part of the movie just the whole the 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 scene that i enjoyed was when they first uh cross over into no man's land when they're cro- they, just like the whole just the basically all the barbed wire and the mud and the and the impact craters from it, it was just like man this looks like world war one it must have looked uh from just like you know other you know other movies who've done world war one are just like pictures from world war one because i don't think too many movies have tried to like touch on world war one i think the only major one i've seen that wasn't like a gimmick movie was uh legends of the fall Hmm. where there was like they they had some pretty like gruesome or you know brutal uh depictions of like the battlefields and stuff but i really enjoy when they were crawling down into the into the crater to take cover and one of them like gets like spooked by a rat and bumps into I think Blake gets spooked by a rat and bumps back into Schofield who fall who plants his hand down into a, like a rotting corpse. Oh man, I love oh, that yeah. sequence. That was so good. That was that was an amazing <laughs> sequence. Yeah, like uh I would have to say that my favorite scene would probably have to be tied with him running through the flare lit town. Or the final run sequence at the end, where he has, where he does, he's running out of time, so he runs past the first wave. Oh, like, yep. Just he jumps te- out and then runs across, and then him desperately trying to get eight, like, what was it three hundred yards or something like that? Yeah, yeah. And and then he like bumps into like two guys. One I of know. them doesn't get up. The first guy doesn't <laughs> get up though. Yeah. The second one, I was like, did he get shot? Is that why he fall down? But. The second guy he runs into and then he like he like gets up or whatever but yeah that was that's an iconic scene as well yeah seriously i know they've played it in the trailers all the time but man seeing that whole sequence play out and the leading or the scenes leading up to it were just amazing mm-hmm. to me you know that that look of desperation you know that you know that final push to just send him over the edge get out of the trench and just make a beeline towards colonel mckenzie it was it did not disappoint I mean, I feel like I could talk about like a whole bunch of scenes that were my favorite scenes of the movie. Like, yeah, all the I can't think of a scene that wasn't like amazing to yeah. me. The rat scene, holy shit! When even, the the fucking tripwire in the, the fucking yeah, mine, the bunker rat scene that got me so bad. Amazing. That got me so bad. I know. I thought the movie was over. I thought the movie. Was <laughs> over. I know. It's just like. Holy. I was actually really upset when Blake died. Yeah, that that yeah, one hit that, me hard. That was that hit me really hard. That was it was tough to watch too because how just how they did it like yeah it wasn't like it was like some glorious thing where like he saves his buddy or whatever he's like helping like this Nazi dude who probably was gonna die anyways from his wounds from like the crashing of the plane and he gets stabbed and then he dies right then and there I'm just like it's just kind of like unceremonious just like you thought it might like you. You think he would like want something like bigger, like oh, he died in battle or something. Oh no, like that's that. ex- but that's exactly what nope. he want. He would have wanted. Yeah, and he, but no, right? he just gets stuck by a stupid 
you idiot, but just he just like wasn't paying attention for a half second and boom. Yep. Dead. And then the the wording that happens right after it, right? Schofield's like, I why am I helping why are we helping this dude? Yeah. And he goes, Alright, fine, you're telling me to go get him water, I'll go get him water. And then he turns his back and that's the moment where he was supposed to protect. Like remember like he was like, Oh, age before beauty. So Schofield's clearly much older than him, right? Knows more, mm-hmm. been in the war longer. And he turns around, and he's supposed to be his guardian, and he lo- And I feel like he feels like he feels extra guilty because he's supposed to protect this, this neophyte, like this guy who doesn't know anything, who probably has never seen battle before, right? Who got drafted because you know he's old enough, and he turns his back, and then for one second he goes, and then he hears him and goes, "What are you doing? Stop! No, stop!" And then he gets stabbed twice, and it, that that's how he dies. I mean, that's part of that same narrative, right? War is not glorious. Yeah. Right? There are there are no heroes. And there's no hero's death, right? Yeah, there are people who will sacrifice themselves for for king and country. But, you know, I, I was listening to this um this motivational speaker who talks about, you know, how to develop like workplace culture and stuff like that. And he says that the biggest like experience he's ever had was inter- was observing the, mil- the the Marines. And he says, you know, nobody dies for king and country. They always are willing to sacrifice themselves for the guy on their left and for the guy on the right. And I think this movie did such a good job in doing that, in portraying that that camaraderie, that brotherhood, and that family aspect that they have to take care of each other because it doesn't seem like anybody else will because everybody else is shooting at him um but at the same time also just how gory and graphic and how unceremoniously people die in war and how we just look at at the end of the day they look at a death toll the kind of way Colonel <coughs> McKenzie looked at it which was just like I'm just gonna do this tomorrow mm-hmm. right you're stopping yeah, was... it today but tomorrow we're gonna do we're gonna attack again anyways yeah that was like the I was worried they, they... It was kind of like make, leading up to like kind of making Benedict Cumberbatch like out to like be like a, almost like a villain, um, but then like he, he like he's just like when he finally accepts he's like he calls it off, but then like the reality sets in and it's like this this same thing is just gonna happen again tomorrow. They're gonna send another order to to go attack, and then you know it, it'll just be the same thing over and over. Yeah. Um, when there was just as far as like the the making of the movie, one of the details. I don't know if anyone else noticed. Um, just like when they were first, when Schofield and Blake first arrived at that house where Blake was ultimately stabbed at, mm. when they first arrived there, there's a there's a dead dog in the front yard yeah. or in like in the yard, and then like 15 minutes later, when he's in the gets in the the back of the truck, in almost just like in the background, you just hear one of the other soldiers go, "Is that a dead dog?" Yeah, like, yeah. Just fucking. So just like just that little detail was like amazing to me. Like I don't think anyone else, any other anyone else making a movie these days would like would have any of that. Just have someone in the background just say, "Hey, mention that dead dog." Like just the <laughs> it, thought it, it, that it, went into it. Yeah, it definitely uh, adds to the continuity and the immersiveness. That just kind of like, yeah, you notice these things, and guess what? It definitely every detail was not missed. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah very close attention to detail so i very much appreciate it yeah 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 <laughs> right david 10 out of 10 Woo!
<laughs> Holy fuck, we're back. Wait, is that a real 10 out of 10 or is that a fake 10 out of 10? Honestly, when it comes, like, I think the, well, here's the thing. I feel like when it comes to movies, and the reason why I think we started this in the first place is how movies bring us together, right? As even though as an activity, it probably is probably one of the most isolated things that you can do as a group, right? Nobody talks. Nobody really does anything, but it's a shared experience, right? This understanding that, um, you know, things are happening on the screen, that everybody's kind of experienced the same thing altogether, right? It's really difficult when it comes to other other activities, right? If you're playing a video game, for example, together, yeah, two people are, you're, you know, everybody else is watching, but two people are actually, you know, if it's a fighting game, for example, they're the actually ones that are they're doing that. And, you know, I think it is a, ten, a real 10 out of 10 because just hearing your guys' experience with it and kind of like reliving it, you know, it definitely adds a lot more to it. I think oh. I probably would have given it a better score if I had seen the movie with you guys instead yeah, of by myself. But, <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know if that's what it is, but it, as a complete thing on its own, if I had to review it just based on the merits of itself, I really can't give it a 10. But I think because it's a, it's a cohesive experience altogether as – you know, we watch movies even though it's separately, but we had the same exact experience, right? And I'm thinking to myself, oh, yeah. I'm like, all right, you guys had the exact same feelings when I was doing through that entire thing. I really enjoyed it. But obviously, I feel like the messages that we received are a little bit differently. You guys experience it a little bit differently, and you guys enjoy different parts of it. Um, just adds to the experience altogether. And sure, yeah, if I, if, you know, if I had to give a movie, if I had to give a movie a 10 out of 10 from 2019, I think this was it. Um, just because of just, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a ten, but it's it's a soft ten. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, I, you know, I feel like I've done a lot of uh, talking about this episode, uh, this uh, this movie. Yeah, Is there anything else you guys hated wanna... it so much? Yeah, seriously. Not okay. Come <laughs> on, um, <clears throat> hey, at, you know the funny thing is, I think in terms of overall talk time in terms of like where my rating is Ben had just as much to say about Rise of Skywalker <laughs> <laughs> even though he gave he in gave negative, it a in a negative a, light yeah like a <laughs> negative 10 if he could yeah have. it's a bell curve all right <laughs> <laughs> all right um you guys have anything else you guys wanted to add uh favorites or any of the other details you feel like uh some other our audience would appreciate about this movie if they were to see it uh, uh, well, I, I would imagine uh, our the history buffs out there would enjoy it. Yeah. Nope. But... Sorry, Darren. We're moving on. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Maybe we should have had him on as a special guest. Oh, well, that would require the... for him to see it. Did he see it with you guys? Yeah, he saw it. Oh, okay. And what he was see, his thought? I, I believe he enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Get fucked, David. And no, no historical inaccuracies. Nope. No gripes from him. Yep. Well, did he actually see the maps that were there? Because I oh, feel like well, that's where his wow. expertise that's is. Because I yeah. think they, I think they glean, they just kind of just like glossed over how many maps. I just I was like, oh, that's a cool map. Oh, let's not focus on it at all. Okay, cool. <laughs> let's just move on. You the, know what? That's the reason why I gave it a nine, nine out of ten. <laughs> two out of ten. Lack of focus on. I, I I'm gonna rate it just for 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 Darren. <laughs> Darren would probably give it a nine out of ten. Not enough. Not enough for those money shots of those maps. <laughs> Right, I mean, he probably was like, "Oh, that's a fake map." Anyways. Look, this it's one's probably... not even co- this one's not even colored in. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, they haven't advanced far enough in the in the game. Okay, um, but did did uh, 
you know, Stu, I didn't want to interrupt you. Uh, history buffs, uh, what would what additional information do you think they would have I, enjoyed? Uh, well, I don't know. I think just like the the all the attire, I think was probably pretty pretty accurate. The um, you know the weapons and the uh, I know there were there was some confusion about I think how many bullets his gun held, but I think we got that cleared yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. It was like ten or ten or something. So. Mm-hmm. And there could have been an opportunity for him to reload off screen where we didn't see it. So, or in between uh, fight scenes or something like that. Yeah, when he's like like, like when corner. he first woke up from being unconscious. When he goes outside, you kind of don't see him for a, a few seconds. So in those few seconds, he, it probably would have been prudent of him to reload his gun because he had fired a bunch of bullets since then. True. So. Um, because that was a Luger that sh- that he that was shot that hit his helmet. Is that the reason why he was able to survive? Is it because the, the, the caliber's not as high? I thought that was a very interesting choice. Yeah, I'm not sure. That, that's how he... I mean, I, I've heard... There have been accounts of people getting shot in the head where the bullet uh, bounces off like of the... Like grazes or, it or yeah, glances or not off even, of it? Not even grazes. Like, you can, they'll get hit, like, straight on, but it just bounces off. Oh, okay. Um, it just it just didn't have the the right you know trajectory or maybe the person's skull was just the right thickness or whatever. Hmm. So well, I, I think, think it was a kind of an interesting choice that like if I was the guy there, why wouldn't he shoot him in the stomach or what? like shoot where there's more area? Well, it looked like he was, was injured a... already, and he did just like yeah. step through the door. So I mean, it was just like a yeah, quick reaction, was... right? Yeah, and that's a pretty good a shot for a quick reaction. Yeah, that's <laughs> he did the quick time the the L one R one. <laughs> uh, and he just headshotted him. Yeah, I know. But Jeez. unfortunately, it was not enough to uh, down him. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, anything else you guys want to add before we go ahead and wrap up this review of 1917? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10, out of 10. Rat 10. scene. Bunk, bunker rat scene. Amazing. Oh, <laughs> my God. Talk about... I, was, uh, I will say this one last thing is that uh, the pacing in this was so good. Everybody yeah. needs to watch this based on the pacing. Like I felt like there was never a dull moment. I felt like I was hoping for some of those moments where, you know, when like Schofield and or uh, Blake is talking to Schofield about like, oh, here's a funny story, blah, blah, blah. I was like salivating over moments like that because I, I was like, I couldn't take it. I felt like I was running a marathon. Like my heart <laughs> was pounding the entire freaking time. And I was like, even though when there was like a part where we got a reprieve, I still felt tension because I'm like, something's going to happen. Something is going to happen. But then nothing would happen. I'm like, wow, I, I, te- I like stressed myself out for nothing, and then something would happen. I was like, oh, and Fuck. then the rat falls from the ceiling. Oh, my Correct. fucking God. <laughs> I thought it was over. Yep. I thought it was over. Yep. Nope, but, but that was, I, think, I, think we, I think we touched on all the uh, great parts, which, were all, which was all of it. Yeah, the whole yep. movie. <laughs> 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. All right. All right. So um, we're going to exit the spoiler zone uh, and let's talk about really quickly. I'm assuming we're going to see Bad Boys for Life as our movie of the week next week. Yes, please. All right. Done. And Ben's homework is to watch one and two. Uh, I'm not going to assign homework to Stu because I already know he's already watched one and yeah. two again. Yeah, I have I'm also going to watch one and two this week yeah. in anticipation. I was so excited. I remember when I saw the trailer for this and I literally was just like, guys, it's happening. 
And then you're I like, was, yeah, I it, it been. I remember Stu was like, I know, for, I already saw it for years. For years, I have been like, why aren't they making another one? Why? And then they find they finally are. <clears throat> I already know I'm going to have to dock it just a little bit because the Porsche that Will Smith's driving <laughs> isn't as cool. Okay. <laughs> because I oh so okay the new Porsche Carrera I think he's driving the 911 the, not the 911 the uh, Carrera G GTS3. The mm. shift knob on it, it's still mm. a manual, but it's like this dinky thing. It looks like it's a like paddle shifter. It? No, yeah, it, it's like very gentle looking. It's not like you don't get that satisfying like shift mm. that you would. I feel like I'm going to give it, have to knock it down half a point. So the you're... best it could possibly get would be a 9.5. But because it's not 1917, it's probably the best it's going to get is a 9. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, I think it's probably uh, gonna it's probably gonna be like a seven or an eight. Yeah, Ben, do yourself a favor and just watch just watch them. I did. All right, shit no, just did. got real. No, all right? you watched Hot shit Fuzz twice. Just got real. The end. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, uh, that pretty much will do it here for us at the Dose and a Half Cinco's podcast. As always, I am your host, David. I'm Stuart, and I'm Ben. Well, we hope you guys will uh, go ahead and tip your Reiki masters next time you see them, and uh, we'll check you guys on the next one. Okay, bye. bye.